MSW Media. Thanks to MedCline for supporting the Daily Beans. If you suffer from shoulder pain or nighttime acid reflux or both, then MedCline is right for you. Get 20% off and a better night's sleep today at MedCline.com slash Daily Beans. And thanks to StoryWorth for supporting the Daily Beans. StoryWorth is a meaningful gift you and your family can treasure forever, and you can get started right away. Go to StoryWorth.com slash Daily Beans to get $10 off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. Today, the Department of Justice makes its sentencing recommendation for Joel Greenberg. A missile killed two in Poland and the Pentagon is investigating. Murdoch tells Trump he will not back him for president in 2024. On the same day, Trump is set to make his major announcement. Facebook says that if Trump runs for president, he can no longer be fact-checked on Facebook. A federal judge has struck down a Trump-era immigration rule. Michael Flynn is ordered to testify to the Fulton County Special Grand Jury, and the 11th Circuit schedules oral arguments in the special master case for November 22nd. I'm your host, Allison Gill. Hello, hello, hello. It is AG. DG is out today, but she will be back Friday. So this morning, very, very uh, chaotic scene as a Russian missile hit a grain processing plant in eastern Poland. Now, Poland has confirmed that two Poles have died as a result of the strike. Now, there's not many details on this story other than that, and that Poland is looking at invoking Article 4 of the Washington Agreement governing the NATO alliance, which means it will assemble a panel to bring any issue of concern, especially regarding security, for discussion at the North Atlantic Council. So we will have more on that story as it breaks. And Do you remember the broad appeal by the Department of Justice against Judge Cannon's order in the Mar-a-Lago case appointing a special master? They had filed an emergency appeal about the classified documents because they're like, we have to have those back. Those are ours. It's very important. There are classified documents. We must have them back. And the 11th Circuit said, yes, you can have them back. And by the way, it's it's because of a of a, a case called the Chapman decision, which was decided by the Fifth Circuit, which is where the 11th Circuit, you know, I don't know, it's like a spinoff, I guess. They, they expanded it. And so it governs, the Fifth Circuit decisions govern the 11th Circuit. And in that in that ruling, in the Chapman ruling, the first Ritchie factor, which is you have to prove callous disregard for constitutional rights, has to be met in order to have jurisdiction. And everyone agreed, including Trump's lawyers and Judge Cannon, that his constitutional rights were not callously disregarded. And since that first Ritchie factor is dispositive, that means that none of the other ones matter. But the Supreme Court went on to say they do meet the other Ritchie factors. And so even if the first one wasn't dispositive, it doesn't matter. You wouldn't win on the merits. We're we're overturning this for the classified documents based on that Chapman ruling and, and other things. And uh, then the Department of Justice filed its broader appeal for the whole thing, the, the, you know, for the rest of the documents and the special master review of those non-classified documents. And they've made the same argument. Hey, now, you, now, now that you're saying Chapman says that the first Ritchie factor has to be met, it's not met for the classified documents. It's also not met for the declassified document or the non-classified, not declassified, non-classified documents. And so I'm assuming the 11th Circuit will find the same thing here. And the Supreme Court, as we know, kicked it back down. They would do so in this case as well, I imagine. 
Well, the 11th Circuit has set oral arguments for this broader appeal for November 22nd. That's very soon. And I think the 11th Circuit, like I said, will moot Deary before the parties settle their disputes about the remaining documents that he's reviewing. I think that the 11th Circuit will vacate his existence, not, you know, existence on the earth, but existence as a special master before he's done reviewing these non-classified documents and ends up handing them back over to the DOJ anyway. So it seems like the race is on and it, it looks like the 11th Circuit is ahead by a nose. We'll see. All right. We have a lot of news to get to. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. First up, a Florida judge on Tuesday found that former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn is a material witness and must testify before the Fulton County Special Purpose Grand Jury investigating the former guy and his allies for meddling with the 2020 election. Sarasota County Circuit Judge Charles Roberts made his findings at the close of a 40-minute hearing in which Assistant Fulton District Attorney Will Wooten argued his office's case remotely. Now, Flynn is now scheduled to appear before the special grand jury on November 22nd, same day we're having oral arguments in the 11th Circuit. Fun. Although his lawyer, Jason Greaves, said he will ask a Florida appellate court to stay the order to allow Flynn to appeal. Because Flynn lives in Englewood, Florida, the hearing for his out-of-state summons was held at the Sarasota County Courthouse. Flynn appeared at the hearing with his two attorneys. Flynn, as we know, former Army Lieutenant General, served briefly as a national security advisor under Trump in early 2017. But later that year, he pled guilty to making false statements to the FBI during special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. Now, uh, Trump granted Flynn a full pardon, by the way. Greaves argued that because the special grand jury is civil in nature, not criminal, Flynn did not have to honor the out-of-state summons. The attorney also said because the reasons given for Flynn's testimony amounted to innuendo speculation and supposition, Fulton prosecutors had not adequately shown that he was a material witness. Wooten noted that the Fulton County Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney, in a prior order, had found the special purpose grand jury to be a criminal proceeding. Even so, Wooten said, Florida law only states that a grand jury with no distinction as to whether it must be civil or criminal has to be in operation for an out-of-state summons to be in play. And there are several reasons why Flynn's testimony is material, Wooten said, citing circumstances related to his pardon. So that is one of the reasons. His pardon, why he was pardoned, is part of why he's a material witness in the Fulton County Grand Jury. That's interesting. Now, the prosecutor did not comment further on the pardon, except to note that in the weeks following it, Flynn appeared on Newsmax and said Trump could invoke martial law and seize voting machines. Flynn also attended a White House meeting that won on December 18th that went nuts with Trump campaign official Sidney Powell, in which those same topics were discussed. Also proposed was appointing a special counsel to investigate a possible election fraud, he said. That was when they wanted to make Sidney Powell a special counsel. Now, Greaves said he was disturbed particularly by the innuendo of Flynn's pardon. As for martial law, the seizure of voting machines and the appointment of special counsel, none of that happened. It's utterly irrelevant, according to Flynn's attorneys. Wow. Uh, Okay, that's not how that shit works, my friend. But Wooten countered that because those topics were even discussed, it's highly relevant. Roberts said he found both Wooten's arguments and McBurney's ruling to be persuasive, And he denied Greaves' request to stay his order to allow for an appeal, saying Flynn's attorney could ask a higher court for a stay if they wanted. Quote, the witness is indeed material and necessary in the special purpose grand jury proceeding in the state of Georgia, he said. And a federal judge Tuesday struck down a Donald Trump era policy used by border officials to quickly expel migrants because of the COVID pandemic, saying the ban had little proven benefit to the public health 
even as it shunted migrants to dangerous places. U.S. District Judge Emmett Sullivan, the one who asked the DOJ if they had truly investigated Mike Flynn for treason, he's in the District of Columbia, vacated the order known as Title 42, effectively restoring asylum seekers access to the borders for the first time since the Trump administration issued it during the earliest days of the pandemic. The decision, which takes effect immediately, knocks down one of the last remaining barriers to asylum from the Trump administration. That's according to advocates for immigrants. It also poses an immediate logistical challenge for the Biden administration after two consecutive years of record apprehensions on the U.S.-Mexico border. I don't know what that has to do with asylum, but it's in this article. Sullivan's ruling also comes days after the top border official Chris Magnus resigned under pressure after clashing with Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. No, um, the Justice Department and the Department of Homeland Security didn't have any response to the ruling, at least not immediately, and there still hasn't one. Emmett Sullivan will be retiring soon. And personally, this is the best mic drop fuck you I'm out I've seen in a while. And Rupert Murdoch, with another mic drop fuck you I'm out, has reportedly warned Donald Trump his media empire will not back any attempts to return to the White House as former supporters turn to DeSantis. After the Republican Party's disappointing performance in the U.S. midterm elections, in particular the poor showing by candidates backed by Trump, Murdoch's right-wing media empire appears to be seeking a clean break from the former president's damaged reputation and perceived waning political power. That's all. That's all they care about. He's not the powerful guy anymore. They never had any scruples about this. Last week, Murdoch's influential media empire, including Fox News, his flagship paper, Wall Street Journal, and the New York Post, each rounded on Trump, calling him a loser and a flop, responsible for dragging the Republicans into one political fiasco after another. (laughs) Yeah, quote, we have been clear with Donald. There have been conversations between them during which Rupert made it clear to Donald that we cannot back another run for the White House. That is a senior News Corp source telling the I newspaper. Trump, who is expected to announce his intention to run for president here in about an hour and a half, in a much hyped TV appearance in the, you know, in Mar-a-Lago, has accused Murdoch of going all in to support DeSantis, 44 years old, whom he has called an average Republican governor and has nicknamed him Ron DeSanctimonious. Like I said, they could have had Ron DeClantis, but the Klan votes Republican. Lachlan Murdoch, their heir apparent and eldest son who co-chairs News Corp and runs the parent company Fox News, has reportedly told DeSantis that the group would back him if he ran in the next election. Lachlan has been keen on Ron for some time, said the Eyes news source. He's viewed within the organization as a sanitized version of Donald. And Facebook fact checkers will need to stop fact checking Trump if he announces that he's running for president. That's according to a memo obtained by CNN. While Trump is currently banned from Facebook, the fact check ban applies to anything Trump says and false statements made by Trump can be posted to the platform by others. Despite Trump's ban, quote, Team Trump, a page run by Trump's political group, is active and still has 2.3 million followers. Now, the carve-out is not exclusive to Trump. It applies to all politicians, which is fucking bonkers. We don't fact-check politicians. We fact-check, you know, soccer moms, but not politicians. Those are the people who I think should be fact-checked the most. I don't understand that policy at all. It's fucking stupid. Finally, Joel Greenberg's sentencing memo is out from the Department of Justice. It is seeking a guidelines sentencing and is giving him a 10-level downward departure for his massive, substantial cooperation. The memo says he cooperated in getting indictments of McIntyre, Ingersoll, Ellicott, Big Joe Ellicott, and Shirley, Michael Shirley. And he, quote, provided substantial assistance on other matters discussed in the sealed supplemental memo regarding the defendant's cooperation. 
100% that's the Gates stuff, right? And it's either under seal because it's ongoing or it's under seal because they don't release information on people who are uncharged, uncharged individuals. This is kind of like, you know, they wouldn't put out all the stuff they got on Gates if they're not planning on charging him because that would violate a constitutional right to be able to face your accuser in court. If you're not going to indict him, you can't accuse him of stuff. This is the same reason Mueller wouldn't say that Trump obstructed justice. He wouldn't say he didn't. In fact, he said, I won't say he didn't, but I can't say that he did. And he explained in the Mueller report why he couldn't do that. It's because he couldn't indict him. I mean, you know, I think he probably could have and challenged that office legal counsel memo, but he's a very strict rule follower, I guess. And he didn't want to break that policy, which is a DOJ standing office of legal counsel memo that you can't indict a sitting president. And because he couldn't indict him, he couldn't accuse him of a crime because he would be robbing him of his constitutional right to face his accuser in court. So that is probably why the Gates stuff is under seal, because he's an uncharged individual. It's a lot of folks are saying it's probably because they aren't going to charge Gates. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they might have been able to push the sentencing back, but maybe they tried. I feel like they tried and the judge said, no way, dude, it's been going on for too long. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll know soon. But the Southern District of New York did put out a statement saying they were not going to charge Rudy in the case that included the raid on his home in the office and the appointment of special master Barbara Jones. They've been looking at it for like a year and a half now. Uh, By the way, it looks like Barbara Jones might become the Trump organization babysitter by court order. Remember how they had to Tish James filed a thing and an injunction and asked for a monitor, a corporate monitor, because he was she felt like she had evidence that they were continuing to defraud people by moving, hiding assets from her her civil lawsuit, her two hundred fifty million dollar lawsuit. So both of the parties agreed that Barbara Jones would be a good selection. They might pick Barbara Jones to be the fiscal monitor. And Weiselberg took the stand in that case today and testified against Donald said that Donald knew about the tax scheme to pay people with perks. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm uh, all eyes on that case. There's just so many right now going on with regard to Trump and his allies. Hopefully they'll be indicted. All right, we'll be right back with the good news. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. I used to be one of the 70 million Americans suffering from sleep problems. But after trying countless solutions, the best thing I found hands down, is MedKline. So if you suffer from shoulder pain like I do or nighttime acid reflux or both, the MedKline patented pillow system is designed to cushion your body in a sleeping position that is amazingly comfortable. It's doctor-recommended and clinically proven to provide effective acid reflux and shoulder pain relief. It's got this great pocket so your shoulder can stay straight in the night. And so, you know, I was getting that forward shoulder roll and it was really painful, but this, I instantly fell asleep. It was so comfortable and it took all that pressure off my shoulder. 95% of patients reported overall improvement with sleep quality when using MedKline. And the sleep systems are medical devices. They're not simple foam wedges. They're FDA-registered, doctor-recommended, and clinically proven to provide relief. The patented arm pocket allows for that comfort I'm talking about. And MedKline's medical-grade gel-infused foam is built to last. It provides cooling comfort. It's very cooling. And it gives you an exceptional night's sleep. MedKline's reflux relief system is proven to reduce exposure to harmful stomach acid 87% better than just a bed wedge. So put an end to your nighttime discomfort. You can rediscover a good night's sleep with MedKline. Right now you can get 20% off. That's amazing when you go to MedKline.com slash Daily Beans. 
Get 20% off and a better night's sleep today at medcline.com slash dailybeans. Again, 20% off at medcline.com slash dailybeans. And chances are this holiday season, you're going to be around people who like to tell stories. Storytelling is so important. It's part of our history. It can make change. It can make things happen in the world. And everyone in a family loves to share stories. I have someone like this, my mom. And last year, I got her the story worth gift. And it has been amazing. They're having a blast now with it. With it. They, they've got the book. Let me tell you about this. StoryWorth makes it fun and easy for anyone to write a book about their life. Here's what they do. And, but right now, just so you know, you get $10 off your first purchase of StoryWorth at storyworth.com slash dailybeans. So every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one with a single life-related question, a prompt that you get to pick from their collection, like what's the bravest thing you've ever done or what's the farthest you've ever traveled? You can even write your own prompts if you want. Uh, and then... All they have to do is reply with their story. And then after one year, StoryWorth will compile all the stories, memories, and photos, if you want, into a really beautiful hardcover book. It creates amazing keepsakes that will be passed down to grandchildren so family stories can stay with us forever. It's incredible. So help your family share their story this holiday with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash dailybeans today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's StoryWorth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash Daily Beans and save $10 on your first purchase. StoryWorth.com slash Daily Beans. And as you know, I love falling asleep. Sleep is my favorite thing. And it's been so much better since I got my Helix mattress. I've had it for a couple of years now. It's a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your sleep preferences. Their lineup now has 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, even have a mattress just for kids. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. It's super easy to find which mattress works best for you by taking the Helix Sleep Quiz at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. It takes two minutes. I was matched with the Helix Midnight because, as you know, I'm a side sleeper and I like a medium firm bed. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. So they offer a 100 sleep risk free trial. And if you decide it's not the best fit, you're welcome to return it for a full refund. And they'll even pick it up. And Helix mattresses are American-made. They come with a 10 or 15-year warranty, depending on the model. And if you don't take my word for it, Helix has been awarded number one best mattress pick by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and sleep medicine doctors as a solution for improving your sleep. And right now, they're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders, plus two free pillows for you. So go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans today. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news? Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, uh, oh, Halloween photos, especially pets dressed up in Halloween photos, Whoopi stories, a shout out to somebody you love, a shout out for a small business, um, some good election news. T- tell us your stories about who you brought with you to the polls and, and how things look in your little part of the corner, corner of the world. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading your good news stories. You can send them to us at dailybeanspod.com. Just click on contact. And live from San Diego, it's a correction. Felicity, pronoun she and her, D-A-G. And I think when you said Cicely Tyson, you meant Cicely Strong. Yes, I did that today again, too. Pronounced Cecily. I wish I could have seen the look of confusion on my face trying to imagine how someone who (laughs) would make the late great Cicely Tyson look like Carrie Lake. It broke my brain for sure today. Thank you for all you do and the laugh this morning. Pretty sure you got it right on cleanup. I know I did that just today and I'm like, wait, no, that's not right. (laughs) It's not Cicely Tyson. 
<laughs> I just have her on, on. She's one of my favorites. So she's just always on my mind. Next up from J.D. Sanderson, pronouns he and him. Just wanted to give you with the Daily Beans a weather report. That wasn't an eclipse yesterday. It was Liz Cheney throwing enough shade to block out the fucking sun. As my father told me years ago, never piss off a Cheney. Keep on swearing, my friends. Yeah, in case you're wondering, Liz Cheney tweeted out, uh, you're welcome, Carrie Lake. <laughs> because she campaigned for Katie Hobbs. From anonymous, pronoun she and her, honor. My daughter, veteran of Wisconsin Air Guard, her and Scooby years ago, and one picture of Scooby and his brother Monty. Both have been rescued. They love a boat ride with my dad in northern Minnesota. Also, our cutie tootie granddaughters. Oh my goodness. Okay, so it's a deviled egg. I get it because it's an egg, like a fried egg with, with devil horns. And a referee, the rough instead of the referee. So it's a dog wearing a referee. And this is, these dogs are beautiful. <gasps> Absolutely beautiful. Look at the eyes on the one. Oh my goodness. And the smile. I love these papas. So cute. Oh, and this, oh, I got to send this to Dana. Dana's going to die. These kids are so adorable. And the one with her arms up over her head is so excited. It's truly, truly a lovely, lovely photo. These babies are so beautiful. Thank you for sending that. Next up from Jenny, pronouns she and her. Hello, ladies. I'm writing to you with some good news, some bummer news, and maybe some hopeful news. First, the good news. I've been listening to Dana's emphatic plea to take someone with me when voting, and I did. My oldest child and I share a birthday, and this year, he turned 18. Meanwhile, I turned slightly older than 18. <laughs> I was so proud he cast his ballot in Virginia's 2nd Congressional District. Which brings me to the bummer news, which is our candidate, Elaine Luria, lost her seat this election. I know, this is, this is one of the really sad ones. She was a victim of redistricting, removed a portion of her Democratic stronghold, and replaced it with a more conservative area. We knew that was going to be a very close race, so I tried to prepare myself for a loss. But even though it wasn't a surprise, it really took an emotional toll on me. My congressional representatives have been white Republican men my entire adult life. So to have a Democratic woman, especially one who does such good work for our district, was phenomenal. I work as an election officer every year in an oldish, white and conservative leaning polling place. And after spending 14 hours working the polls and listening to a bunch of crusty old turds complaining about election fraud, while I am literally checking their ID to ensure that there's no fraud, and then having my candidate lose to a Republican woman, who I'm fairly certain has asked to speak to the manager on multiple occasions, was just too much. How is it that the Marge Greens of the world, who only serve themselves, win easily, but candidates that are truly there to serve their constituents lose? Which brings me to my hopeful news. The Republican woman who won Representative Luria's seat was my district state senator. So we will be having a special election sometime in January to fill her seat. Right now, the Dems in the Virginia State Senate have a slight majority and are only protection against Governor Glenn Trumpkin and the Republican-controlled House. Without a doubt, if they capture the state Senate in next year's election, the abortion bans, book bans, voting restrictions, and whatever other fuckery they can get away with will pass. But we have a great Dem candidate running for the seat. His name is Aaron Ruse, and he is a young, energetic, ready-to-serve politician. I don't know if any of the wonderful Beans listeners are interested, but I'm including a link to his website if you'd like to send him a few dollars to help him out. This seat is a tough but winnable one, and it would take the sting out of Rep. Luria's loss if we can flip a seat in the state Senate as a result. Thank you both for all that you do. I start my day with coffee and swearing, and it's the best. Here's the link if you want to help us out in Virginia. It's Rouse for, Rouse, Rouse for Senate.com, R-O-U-S-E, for F-O-R, Senate.com. And from Barb Doran, pronouns she and her. I've been a listener since the kitchen table days. Hi, Barb. 
Listen to every show. A patron from the start. I volunteered for Marie Perez, and we flipped the third district in Washington State. Yes, that was such a great race. Most listeners on your Facebook page did not think it could be done. She got very little support from Democrats nationwide. She actually got support from local Republican groups who didn't want to support Joe Kent. It was mainly feet on the ground by local residents. Also, I want to include some pictures from behind my apartment building. Ducks sleeping in the sun. Oh, that's lovely. Hello, ducks. Mallards. Oh my God, there's so many of them. How cute. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that so much. And from Gary, pronouns he and him. On our way for our daily walk. These furry friends have been a huge part of my recovery. Four years ago, I was sidelined with a sore back. As a lifelong athlete, I thought it was wear and tear. Sadly, it turned out to be a tumor, which eventually destroyed my L5 vertebra. Not only that, the tumor was caused by a diagnosis of multiple myeloma. After several rounds of chemo, I underwent two major surgeries to ace titanium rods from my pelvis up to and including my L3. The surgeon made no promises of walking again. Not only did I start walking almost right away, I started riding my bike again. Cycling was and remains a huge part of my life. I have done this defying all the odds. I could not have done this without the unwavering support of my wife, Sue, and my family. It's these clowns that have kept me going out for daily walks, the dogs, not the wife. (laughs) We haven't missed a day in three years now. Thank you for your daily source of laughter and information. Keep up the great work, team. Thank you for sharing that story. That's truly inspiring. And these dogs are beautiful babies. Hi, babies. Thank you for sending that in. Seriously, so much. And congratulations. You're such a warrior, Gary. Seriously. Finally, from Joanna, pronounced she and her. Hello, Baines Queens. I've been following you for several months. It started with following posts from AG going over all the legal battles in the Trump arena. Then I found the Beans, which led me to other podcasts as well, and made me a podcast junkie, albeit an informed junkie. I guess my good news is also a thank you, because you took this bitter Gen Xer who was getting so frustrated with the world that we live in, and you gave me hope again. I've learned so much over the last few months. I feel so much more empowered to use my voice, and I just wanted to thank you for that. My pet tax is one of our cats, Lucy. We got them from a friend whose cat was out exploring and came back pregnant. Pregonant. I feel like she met up with a Maine Coon. Tell me what you think. Love you guys and all you do. Yeah, looks like it looks like a cross between an American shorthair black cat and a Maine Coon. That is a really interesting cat. I've never seen anything like that. Absolutely beautiful. Hi, Lucy. Thank you so much for sending that in, Joanna. And thanks for all of your submissions. Your good news is so amazing and so important. Stories are everything. So please send them to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. I will be back tomorrow. Until then, please stay. I'm going to go watch this shit show, this Trump announcement. Uh, the, the Republicans in disarray. Okay, that's all I have to say. There's some infighting. I think McCarthy won his bid to be the leader, whether it's minority leader or majority leader. I think the House is still out. Yeah, the House is still out the last time I checked just now. And uh, then Rick Scott wants to challenge Mitch McConnell for minority leader in the Senate, which is hilarious. Matt Gates came out and said that McCarthy, he's, you know, sucks and he didn't even get anywhere near as many votes as other previous speakers have gotten. 31 people voted against him. It's going to be a fucking shit show. And I'm so here for it. I mean, I wish we could hold the House. That would be way better. But. I will be back tomorrow and I'll tell you what happens with this Trump announcement. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q and bring someone with you. I've been AG and them's the beans.
The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill, with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane, with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>